Hey there, folks. It's me, your favorite host and the most winningest combat rock champion, Lee. And boy, do we have a doozy of an episode for you this week. We have our first musical guest on the show, and they do not disappoint. But unfortunately, with the circumstances as they are in this ever-virtual world, some of the audio became damaged during the recording process. But thanks to the power of showbiz, we were able to clean it up enough to get it out to you, albeit a little later than usual. So sit back and enjoy a very special episode of Servant Sonic. Especially you, German listener. Welcome, welcome, welcome once again to another extra special episode of Servant Sonic, the podcast brought to you by Music Nerds um, for, I guess, Music Nerds as well. Um, I am one of your hosts, uh, Jake, joined as always by my co-host, Lee. Uh, What's up, up, Lee? And uh, today is a very special... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Today is a very special episode. We have some amazing guests with us today. Um, I'm talking about the misfits of dialogue. I'm talking about abstract mind state. Oh, Yo. Yo. What is up, you guys? Good. What's going on? What's Happy going to on? Happy to be with Service Sonic. What's good? Yeah. That's exactly. awesome. Why don't you guys uh, introduce yourselves to the world? For those who Yo, don't know. I'm EP, the Hellcat, Abstract Mind State. One yeah, I'm the male half, old school ice gree. You know, and there it is, the good doctor. <laughs> awesome. And they're here to talk about their incredible new album, Dreams Still Inspire. Uh, what should we do? Should we listen to a track first? Should we get some questions? Whatever, I'll put it on you guys. Whatever was enough. Let's get right into it. Let's get right into it. Yeah, they they did the hard work with making an album for us to talk about in the first place. So um, we'll do the rest. This is true. Yeah, yeah. Um, All right, well, why don't we start with I Feel Good here, um, right off of Dreams Still Inspire. Enjoy. I'm feeling good, y'all. Smiling more every day. Closer to my dreams, hey, guapole, the food tastes better. I stopped smoking squares, healing from the inside out, making repairs. I forgave some people, thanked them for the lessons, cause holding on to it was blocking my blessings. No more stressing, worry dishonors God, so I don't, I just pray, and I'm loving my odds. Mingle with like minds, gravitate where light shines. Graduate, masters, your rhymes ain't like mine. Big dang from the west side, this is my best self. Taking vacations, hoping the rest helps. Got a career now, love. What's ahead? My spirit is free from the stuff that I shared. I feel good now, ain't that what life's about? Thank you for new days, something to sing about. Let's do it a new way, more than just talk about. Today's a holiday, that's what it's all about. I feel good now, ain't that what life's about? Thank you for new days, something to sing about. Let's do it a new way, more than just talk about. So good now, walking on higher ground Got out the country, visit some new towns Made some new friends, let go of some bad ones Soon as that took place, everything got fun My lifestyle going up, opportunities showing up I'm back where I wanna be, no headaches and throwing up Reconnect with the homie, it's positive energy 
vibes and wavelengths It's all about frequency I'm back with my first love It feel like the first time I'm back in the studio This ain't my first rhyme I wake up every day Blessed as heavenly Before I ain't say much Now I got much to say Raise my credit score Got rid of some past debt Heard that's attractive Well call me a magnet Plugged into an outlet Living life outright All on my kid Cuddy Focusing day and night Right? See, my state gets busy. That's the cardinal rule. Yeah. There we go. Ooh, that, that, that felt good. Here we go. That <laughs> makes sense. For sure. Yeah, wow. Um, well, so I guess the first thing that we want to talk about with this album is uh, obviously this is a comeback. So when, when you guys left music, and we'll, we'll get more into this, did you ever think that you were going to be coming back and releasing something on you know i mean yeezy sounds obviously something that's backed by one of the biggest artists in the world but did you ever think that you were going to be releasing something that was going to get a whole new generation of ears on it a whole new generation of listeners like this well i didn't even think that i was going to do any music again ever like i thought that and i felt like that that was out of my system like it it wasn't even like a question was i ever going to write a rhyme again was I ever gonna go in the booth again? Like I thought that part of my life was right. over. Yeah, wow. And, 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 and me, kind of the same. I, I didn't. Uh, I didn't think it was ever gonna be about me again. You know, and me right. being us, because the group abstract. I just, I just thought that chapter, you know, was over. And I, I, you know, I moved on. I was working with other artists, and you know, the focus was always on other people. I spent sixteen years focusing on everybody else but myself. So, right. very unexpected. Right. Yeah, because that's that's the wild thing about your guys' journey from all the stuff that I've read and, like, you know, consumed about this release, obviously, in particular, but, like, you know, going back and listening to, you know, diff- or not listening, but reading different publications, like, kind of breakdown of, of how your careers went, is you guys went very different directions to get back to where you are now, right? Like, right, I know right. with, with Gree, you went and you stayed in the music industry in – a lot of different avenues, a lot of different yeah. ways. And I would love to hear your experience on that. Love to hear you talk on that. And then EP, you went the academic route. You went and got your master's and, and, and now you're a behavioral yeah. analyst. And like, that's, yeah. like, as you said, like you hung up. You you hung I, up I don't even know what that means. Wanted. I don't even know yeah, what a behavior analyst does. I never said those two words side by side like that. Yeah, yeah. It sounds I really said those, I'm, I'm terrified so, that you're going to be interviewing us in this. So, so with behavior analysis, basically we try to manipulate the environment. We I deal with people with IDDs, with um, mm. uh, developmental disorders, um, right. LDs, uh, autism, anybody that has a um, difficulty that what we call that's not neurotypical, right? Like neurotypical mm. being us. Um, so we just try to manipulate the environment to make it more conducive for them to be. Um, mainstreamed right uh say for instance 
productive. You have a kid or an adult that doesn't know how to brush their teeth. Um, they're having difficulty learning how to brush their teeth. We would teach the people who we call caregivers, the parents, the sisters, the brothers, even the people at the school. We kind of equip them with the know-how and different behavior plans to try to teach them how to do certain things. And the goal is to live as a neurotypical life as possible. And it's best to start when they're children, because that means that the, the younger they are, the more things that they're able to learn and uh, the closer they'll get to um, doing things and having a sense of normalcy right. as well as autonomy as they get older. Right. That's pretty wow. much, it's just big, big words. <laughs> it's big words yeah. for ba- basically. I'm going to be honest with you, um, I understood maybe a third of that. Maneuvering the, <laughs> maneuvering the environment and people. Yeah, yeah. Wow. You know, wow. So. I mean, like, incredible. That's if amazing. that's not, that's yeah more what i'm 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 getting at here is just like there, you you have a whole nother career that has come post you know the first iteration of abstract mind state i i did and you know what the 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 crazy part of about this whole journey for me that right um right before the beginning of this journey this music this this when we got back together this resurrection of abstract mind state maybe four days before I remember verbally telling myself yeah. in the mirror that yeah. music was gone. Wow. Being an MC was gone. I had found this new thing that I loved just as much as I did performing right. and writing rhymes. And the crazy part is four days later, Ice Gree called me telling me, Kanye <laughs> want to put Abstract Mind State back out. That's a wild like, call. Boy. That is a wild <laughs> call to receive. Yes, yeah, yeah. And I'm telling you, four, literally four days after, guys, like... I, I right. was done. I was done. And I knew that that part of my life was over. I had washed it over. And I both verbally said those words. And I'm telling you, God, he, he has a way yeah, of Yeah, he was like, I don't think so. Yeah. Like, are you serious? You know? So that's, 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 right. that's yeah, what I'm yeah. doing now. I mean, what a what right. a way to, I guess, inspire that, that shift back into, I mean, obviously a, a brutal industry and, and agree like again as i oh, said yeah. like this is oh, a yeah. something that you've been a part of for years now um yeah so being in the industry did you think you were gonna make your way back to being like you said like less in the background and more about yourself in the forefront no not at all and you know what's weird in the same spirit of uh of ep um i i was okay like you know i didn't feel like i was like less than or like man I, I'm watching these guys. I'm, you know, I'm helping this guy do this. Man, I could have did that much better. It was never that kind of thought. You know what I'm saying? As a matter of fact, I was enjoying um, helping or being a part of creating like successful like music superstars and stuff like that. I was, you know, I was a part of a lot of like really huge projects and and responsible for you know um, coming being a creative conduit for some of some of the uh, most successful and crossover songs for some of the the hottest artists now and it's just like i was i was cool with that the only thing that um for me that i started doing even before it got to us was um i started i started you know just learning getting into when instagram came into my life i i I, you know in the beginning it was just posting pictures but then i started saying you know what I'm going to, uh, I know people use it now to like create a life that they want you to believe, whether it's real or not. 
But for me, I, I take it literal because I, as you listen to our rhymes, we're honest and we just don't lie. We're pretty truthful, pretty much. And so I use Instagram in the most truthful way. I said, I'm going to show how I get down so people can know I'm not just like uh, Kanye's boy, you know, because that's one of my closest friends and, and you know, period. And it's, it's like I was like, I, I'm more than just his homie, you know, I. And so, but it was a way to do that without me trying to be like a star or be in front. It was just like, I want you to know the work that I've done. So outside like of just, you know what I'm saying? Outside of just being that conduit for others to get, you know, their success or make their, get their dreams out. Um, I, I, it was only thing I cared about was like branding myself so you can know the work that I've done behind the scenes so I can be respected by my peers. And that was about it. I was like pretty okay. Right. Right. Yeah. Wow. And so I, w- I would love to hear more about the the actual phone call. Was it like Kanye calls you and you are like, sure, I just got my master's, but drop everything. <laughs> Let's go to freaking I'm, I'm doing this school Wyoming thing, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. What happened? What happened? <laughs> yeah, that is that is definitely a, a story. And I'll let Grease start it all because the story actually starts with him. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so here's how it goes. We're flashback. The Wyoming sessions, you know, the five albums in five weeks. Yeah. I'm an A and R. Um, before we go into this session, Kanye decides he wants to make, you know, the tracks, you know, for every one of these EPs because it was like I believe it was like seven song EPs. Seven per, per album. Yeah, yeah seven, yo, seven tracks. So it was like these five EPs right, that we right, did. Right, right, right. And I literally went record shopping with him, you know, holding the basket in Amoeba as we're going through like crate know, records. Digging. Yeah, the crate digging. I went with him. Okay. Wow. I went crate. I literally went crate digging with him. In Wyoming? In Wyoming? And no, in Amoeba in, oh, okay, uh, okay. Uh, in California. <laughs> I was about to be over. Wyoming. Took, Wyoming. Yeah, oh, we goodness. took a few. <laughs> yeah. No, I, yeah, I was like, what kind of records about, about, yeah. Right. You know yeah. what's funny about Wyoming? Wyoming, I always like to say this. The, the famous Wyoming sessions that's literally, I didn't know this. I, I say it in, in, in interviews now, but if you Google Wyoming sessions, that whole thing comes up yeah, as a up. thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's actually a thing, Wyoming sessions. Yeah. Which is funny yeah. because yeah. it was two sessions before that that became the official Wyoming sessions where Kanye only chopped up. He was just on the ASR 10 chopping up samples oh. and looping them and turning them into into tracks. Wow. And those two weeks w- was the what happened after the Amoeba sessions or two visits to um gotcha, gotcha, at the gotcha, time gotcha. it was at the time it was Jackson Hole, Wyoming. It wasn't we hadn't made it to the Cody thing yet. Um it was right. Jackson Hole. And um yeah we chopped up man and uh you know I'm sitting there next to the ASR 10. I'm right with him. So the the, the most poetic part about this is a lot of the tracks that not all of them but uh, several of the tracks that made it to our record and some that we still have that that could possibly be a next album i watched them i actually watched them chop up because they wasn't for me they wasn't for us right you know what i'm saying they were just wow you know it was part of this bucket full of beats for all of these other artists to choose from right right, right. so once all of those were done well not when they were done i'm, I'm lying we was working on daytona and the, and the whole concept of Yeezy Sound was brought to the table. And um, actually, uh, Noah Goldstein, one of uh, uh, Kanye's main engineers at the time, you know, he was very instrumental in that whole idea. And him and Kanye worked that out. And um, the the idea was brought up. And Kanye calls me at 6, 6 or 6.30 in the morning. And it was like, yo, he was like, yo, I got an idea 
And I'm like, okay. He said, man, I know who I want to represent Yeezy Sound. So I sit up. I'm like, oh, okay, because I this is we about to get creative. I love this part of the conversation. You know, you know. I'm like, okay. First, I was wondering, what is he doing at six in the morning, calling? <laughs> like, what is he doing? Like, I would think, I would think he would be resting because he was he was up all night working. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, okay, we about to get creative. What's up? And he was like, man, I got two artists that I want to represent Yeezy Sound. And I'm like, okay, you know, I'm all into it. Like, what, who, what, you, what you talking about, dog? He was like, and he said, Tiana Taylor, because we was far from her album, which was the last of the five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he right. said, an abstract mind state. And I just started laughing. You know, I was like, boy, you crazy, because, you know, I, I'm, I'm laughing out loud on the phone. Like, wait, I'm waiting for him to chime in with the laughs with me. And he never laughed with me. He just kind of <laughs> let me get my laugh out. And then he continued talking right through my laugh. Like, yeah, because, um, EP had a line that said and when he said a line he's talking about a song from a mixtape that we put out Chicago's Hardest Working Volume 2 because yeah. what happened was I sent him a link to our mixtape because EP's yeah, writer's yeah, block. yeah he had writer's block and he was trying to you know get the get it going for um for Ye the album Ye and that was one of the things that he and I did by me being an artist he would bounce off me with freestyles and we would we would freestyle in the car and just everywhere and it would just get him sparked up so I was really letting him hear our music because EP's cousin Duran pressured me to hear this one song called Sacrifice that we made because he said he listened to it every day and he, he it was a longer story to how long he had to push me to hear the stuff but I eventually broke down and said I'm going to listen to my own music for you and uh, as, narcissistic, as narcissistic as that sounds, I was like, I'm going to do this. And I did it, and I started vibing, and, and it felt good. And I hadn't heard our, our, our music in a minute, and I hadn't heard Volume 2 in a long time. Chicago's Hardest Work in Volume 2. And it sounds so good to me that by the time the mixtape played from Sacrifice on to the last track, and then back around, back to Sacrifice, I felt like I wanted to write. And as just like a, a, my, my A&R creative mind said, if this made me want to write, I think if I send it to Kanye, it's going to make him want to write. And that was my goal, just to get him out of his writer's block. Yeah, yeah, just to get him. We call it getting sparked. I was trying to get him sparked up. So I felt like that would get him sparked because it got me sparked, right? And, I, and, I, and I'm not even writing for myself anymore. So I was like, yeah, this is going to work. Sent it to him, and that's when that call came in the next morning. He didn't even acknowledge it that day. I sent it about... <laughs> Three o'clock, four o'clock that uh, that uh, one day, and I didn't hear from him till six in the morning. And when he called, I wasn't thinking about what I sent because I wasn't. That was I had forgot about that, you know. So fast forward, now he's saying, "Yeah, the two artists I want to represent Easy Sound is Tiana Taylor and Abstract Mind State." I'm laughing. He talked through it. He says, "EP had a line that said, beautiful but hard to read, like I mean, beautiful but hard to learn, like Arabic alphabet." And then he said, "You had a line that said." Who would have thought that making some dough could turn you into something that people don't know? He said, man, that's God-level MCN. I want to sign Abstract Mind State and put y'all back out. And I said, I was like, I said, bro, are you serious? He was like, yes, bruh. Just like that. He said, yes, bruh. And I was like, man, I said, man, you think the world ready for some 40-something-year-old rappers? He said, that's exactly what they ready for. Yeah. Abstract Mind State is going to heal people and save lives. Y'all always been about this, you know. We're about to put some art out in the world. It's not about y'all, you know, fronting like y'all, these rappers like now, this and that. We're about to do something real. He was like, get EP out here. I want to sign y'all right now. Right. And I was like, you want me to get EP out here right now? And he said, right now. I said, right now. He said, right now. <laughs> I said, right now. He said, 
man, hang up the phone, man, and call her. Not while I'm on the phone with you, you don't call her. I was like, all right. So I calls EP, and this is when it transitions to her. Well, I get a call right <laughs> after that call. And um, old school, like, uh, what you doing? I was like, man, I'm getting ready to go to work. What's, what's going on? And he like, um, Kanye want to put abstract mind state out. I said, boy, get the fuck off my phone. I was like, I was like get the fuck off my phone. He like, he's like, no, Kanye want to put abstract mind state out. I was like, man, I don't have time to be playing. It's too early in the morning. I'm trying to go to work. Go to work. Stop playing. You know, um, and so he, you know, he went through the whole story and told me like, man, he's serious. He wanna he wanna put us out. He was like, you know, when when can, you know, I was like, man, you know, I told him told Bree everything that was going on with me at the time. And I'm like, man, are you serious? Like it it took it took it took old school just as long to convince me as it took Yay to convince <laughs> wow. him that yeah, yeah. this was he wasn't bullshitting, you know. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, after after old school convinced me, I was like, you know, okay, um, you know, I can't come out, you know, today, you know, because he wanted me there that day. You know, I was like, I could come out on the weekend. I think this was a Monday or Tuesday. Right. Um, and I was I was out there by by Saturday morning, you know, and I, I walked in uh, this spot called the Energy Center is where all these creative things that Yay and his team was doing is called the Energy Center. Me and old school walked in, you know, I hugged him, gripped him and everything, gripped Yay up. And I, I basically told him, like, you know, I told him everything. You know, my dad is dying, you know. I wow. told him nobody else could have got me to come out here. Don't have me starting to do this shit if you're not committed. And he was like, I'm committed, you know. Right. And he kept reiterating the fact that he was committed. So, you know, I was basically on board right then. Yeah. Wow. And the work started. And the work and started. And the rest is history, yeah. as they say, right? Yeah. Absolutely. You said something there, Gree. Um that appears in the trailer for your upcoming documentary that you guys are uh, are a part of as well. Uh, and it was the line where he said, you sure the world needs 40-something-year-old rappers right now, right? And then Kanye, <laughs> right. Kanye demonstratively like, yes, that's exactly what they need, right? Like, And you can almost yeah. hear it, right? You can hear the conversation yeah, yeah, that happens between, like, in your head. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of, like, publications that I've read on the release of this album have used the words, like, coaxed coaxed you guys back out or like um he like persuaded you to get back together how much of that is true like do you think like you know there was like a lot of coaxing i know obviously you guys just kind of like went into that story a little bit but like was there really like a, so, a tough like so mental lee, toll lee when you think of coaxing though you, you think of like a long period of time yeah yeah like like coaxing means you know he made several calls this that, and the other how many calls do you need? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was two conversations. Well, actually, two and a half. Yeah, yeah. It was the conversation that Ye had with Gree. Right. It was the conversation that Gree had with me, and then it was a very short conversation I had with Ye right. when I when I flew to L.A. to at the end. Of the yeah, day. yep. So yeah, and, 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 and I was when I was saying that it's like I, I shortened the conversation, but Ye and I was on the phone for about twenty you know 20 maybe 30 minutes right. and i found myself what what um, what freaked me out in that moment was i found myself being sold on a, a group that i always believed in more than anybody right. and that was abstract mind state i believed in me and ep more than anybody could believe in us so to hear 
my 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 good friend, somebody that calls me, considers me one of his best friends, to have a guy like that that happens to be the biggest, you know, artist in music, the most dynamic, the most um, disruptive, the most you know, creative, the most game changing. We can just keep adding these things. Yeah. yeah. But he just happens to be my guy. To have him almost convincing me to be me, I, it was a check for myself. Because I was like, wow. wait a minute. Like, it was some click while he was talking. And, I, you know, I guess the MC in me was like, wait a minute. How is Jay selling me on me? Nobody ever had to sell me <laughs> on Abstract Mind State. I was almost <laughs> yeah, ashamed yeah. of myself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that's, yeah, that's, wow. what, that's what kind of shocked my body and said, man, man, let me let me call EP. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm in. Like, because I couldn't believe somebody had to sell me on myself. So when we said, you know, so it was a, uh, it was within minutes. But it's 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 Jay's like, I mean, the world you guys have heard him. He's a passionate guy, right. and he was speaking very passionate about us and very like eloquent. And he was making a, making me feel like we were necessary. And you know, this is something that's gonna like this is something that's gonna align this thing that we're in. And it felt special. Like he's you know. So he it was a good sale when he was when he was talking to me about us and what we're about to do as a collective because he said to uh, me, y'all, what do you say it was when he said you're not gonna have to play rapper? What he meant was, you know, some of these young guys, the labels had them doing all this ridiculous stuff and they had a jewelry in the cars and they they have to have this look, right, right, you know, it kind of it's kind of like marketing because you know we've learned over the years that some of that stuff they don't own most of that stuff. You know, that's how they end up in debt later because they don't return the jewelry back after the photo shoot and stuff like that. Well, Ye specifically said, we're not going to do that. I'm not going to put y'all through that. We're going to be ourselves. You guys can be y'all age. We're going to talk about grown stuff. But he was like, the world, you know, we're going to heal people and save lives. He was like, this is art. He said, two things are going to happen with this. Either of two things. He said, one, it can particular, it can change our life. Or he said, if nothing else, we just gonna put some beautiful art in the world, and it's gonna be this group of people that's gonna get it, and they gonna feel good about it. You know, no pun intended. So yeah. that that's when I had to call EP. So that's how it ended up being like a twenty or thirty minute call because right. we went through all this type of conversation. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, of all calls to get, right at six in the morning. That's uh, that's gotta be up there. That's gotta be up there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's up there with one of the one of your favorite calls, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly, right? Sure. Um yeah, and I mean I I I I'm feel safe speaking for Jake with this too is we're both huge Kanye fans. Um it's one of the things that like formed our, our friendship, I think, when we first met. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, so I think, you know, obviously having the chance to, you know, chat with, with you guys is like a, a great opportunity for us. But I know that we're also both totally. really interested in the origin story of abstract mind state. Um, we could talk about, you know, like the comeback and, uh, there's some other things we'll talk about with that as well. But, you know, I, I feel like this is uh, an opportunity to really like talk more about where you guys started, like the beginnings of, of abstract mind state. And I know that you guys both went to Jackson state. I want to say, yeah, Jackson yeah. State okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, we're both from Chicago Lee, but right. we didn't know each other in, um, Chicago. He's from the south side of Chicago. I'm from the west side of Chicago. Okay, okay. We actually met um, on the way home for a Christmas break uh, at the at the train depot. Um, uh, old school and Lee Majors, our manager, who was his first cousin, also 
they walked up and they had these bags, right? And I'm sitting, I'm just walking, I'm watching them walk up and you can see through the bags, they had like a gang of liquor. <laughs> and at that moment, I remembered that I forgot to stop at the liquor store because this is, you know, we're getting ready to come back home for, for Christmas break, you know? So that's what, that's what you do. You grab your liquor, you get on the <laughs> yeah. plane, you get, you know, you party. Yeah, yeah. So I looked down, I was like, and I said, I was thinking it, but I said it aloud. And um, Lee Majors, he and old school, they heard me when I was like, oh, wow, I forgot my liquor. And so uh, Lee Majors, he opened the bag. He was like, no liquor? What? We got you. You know what I mean? And, and, and that's, that bond was formed before we even got on the train. Like, it was, it, was, it was formed before we even got on the train at that point. We had already started talking. I was like, they got me on the liquor. You know, I already knew that the trip was going to be great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I saw awesome. there was an interview you guys did with The Ringer, and mm-hmm. uh, I saw that you go into this story a little bit of how you guys met at the Union Station there. And yeah. as the story goes, Grease started freestyling over something that was coming out of the boombox, and then EPU came in and wowed everyone with a second verse on that, and no one knew what the fuck just happened. And <laughs> that was <laughs> yeah, and that was the that was the start of Abstract Mindset, but. Do you guys remember what the beat was that you were freestyling over? Wow, wow. You know what? Oh, man. Nobody has asked us that. That was a good, that's a good question. <laughs> What's the track that, that got Abstract Mindset together? Mind, mindset together? I have no idea. It was fall of 90. And so in terms of influences um, that led you guys to, to, to where you are, um, I read that uh, in an interview from like 2006 or something, EP, you described yourself as a dusty queen. In terms of your musical influences. I'd love to hear like maybe an expansion on that. What do you mean? So, so I... Um similar to old school i grew up listening to old music like with my mom it was when i say dusties i mean like aretha franklin uh motown stacks records right blues. right right on my on my mom's side of the family like all blues uh curtis mayfield you know um but like with my dad like my dad was heavy into rock like um Led Zeppelin, oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Um Jimi Hendrix. Like I got <laughs> like I got both of them and I it, like I remember my dad uh telling me a story when I got a little bit older of how I used to sit on his floor when I was man, I wasn't even walking yet, but I used to sit on his floor and just go through his records and pass them to him and he would just grab one and play whatever whatever I picked. And like like oh God, I even um like when I got a little bit older and I came home for one of my Christmas breaks, I took my dad to see like the Ohio players. We went to Poplar Creek, 
I took my dad to see the Ohio players. He didn't even know where we were going. Like wow. I just, I just surprised him. I was like, drive here, drive there, because I didn't, I wasn't even driving. We were in his car. <laughs> like it took us like two hours to get to Poplar Creek, and we had blankets and everything. And I took him to see Ohio players, and um, I think it was Tower of Power. But oh wow! I was so heavy influenced. Like right now, in my in my truck on the Sirius satellite. I have it on channel 49, channel 50, like Dusty's, like old music, because that's, that's my roots. I still think that back then, like, everything was so experimental and dope. Like, that, there's nothing that can compare to 70s, 60s, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. music. Nothing, nothing's comparable. Right. All in the room together, playing live, laying it down. It's definitely different. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But some of my best memories with my For dad sure. and my mom. Yep, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, that's uh, it, it, it's interesting to hear you say that because with this production on this album, right, and like knowing that you know a, a majority of the music on this album came from the Wyoming sessions is so interesting to me because I think when you hear this album most people would describe it as like maybe like stripped down more like sample heavy like you know like the old kanye that people are like using nowadays yeah. right like yeah. that that uh yeah. descriptor and obviously like lots of those samples that like you know really got kanye famous early off in his career are from a lot of those artists from the 60s and 70s you know with like the chipmunk soul that he you know, you know like kind of branded and stuff like that and oh, yeah, this, this, is this that yeah. yeah exactly and is that something that you guys specifically asked for with this album absolutely not no but i was saying what well, what was great was um something i never said in any any interview yet because it's your questions that sparking some things that i realize i haven't spoke on um one of the things Kanye said in creating this record with us, because it was, let me be clear and say, because often I get a lot of stuff in the DMs and they're like, man, did, did he just throw y'all some beats? Uh, did y'all da da da? And I'm like, no, he actually produced us. Like, literally, like, like over, he was very, he was scrutinizing everything we did. He was changing, making us rewrite stuff, changing work, changing lines, taking stuff out. Like, he was very involved. This right. was, Right. He told us from the beginning he wanted this to be one of the things I left out when I said everything he was saying what this record was going to be. One of the things he said is it's going to be a collaboration of Kanye West and Abstract My State. I'm doing all of the beats. He was like, you guys ain't going to have to worry about studio time. We recording in my studios. You, you know, we're going to get this done. Right. And so that's actually, you know, what happened. And it was a great thing because EP will tell you, we've never been in a position where we didn't have to watch the clock. That was new for us to not have yeah. to be yeah. in the studio watching the clock, knowing that, OK, we only got 25 minutes left because all we paid for was four hours. And we right now, you know, close to the four hour mark. So it was different for us. But one of the things Kanye said, I, want, I don't want to leave that conversation. One of the things I remember that was new that I've never spoken on is he said, I want to keep the tracks simplistic it shouldn't be more i never forget he said it shouldn't be more than four sounds like the sample wow. The wow. he said that literally i don't know if i'm giving away a secret or whatever but he said <laughs> write it down Jake, write, like it down. Like write it down write it down yeah yeah but he was like and those four <laughs> sounds were supposed to be the sample the drum some strings and maybe some other sound like yeah, wow. whatever wow. and that was it and he was like and i think for him 
I, I strongly believe because we, we, we was going with him. He's the master. So on production, we're not going to question production. So what I think he was doing, though, as an MC for us, he was leaving room for us to breathe because he feels that Abstract has something to say. Like, we always felt that way, but it's better for me to say he feels that way because this was the first time somebody of his uh, stature, magnitude, uh, position put us out front like that. And he was right. like, he left room for the very thing, I guess, that he felt was our strong point, and that was our conversation, our dialogue, what we had to say. He created his tracks to make sure there was breathing room for you guys to hear what we had to say. And I guess right. it worked out because, right. you know, you guys made a few comments that let us know that must have worked out. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Very cool. Yeah. Definitely. Um, well, I know we have a, a couple of more questions, um, but I would love to kind of give um, the opportunity to plug some of the other stuff that I know you guys uh, have coming up with the documentary in particular. Do you guys want to speak a little bit on that and what we can expect? Oh, uh, man, a documentary. So first of all, shout out to the director. Uh, actually, she's an, uh, the director of this movie or uh, film. This documentary is a uh, she's a first time. Um, this is her directorial debut, but she's an Emmy award winning television producer. Oh, okay. So she comes okay. she comes highly credited. As a, as a television producer, story story producer specifically, and that's Trezana McClendon. So, you know, shout out to Trezana, man. That's family right there. She's been rocking. Man, she's, oh man. She started out as an artist herself. She was my artist, so. EP is Jackson State, too. Yeah, she, oh yeah, she's Jackson State, too. Jackson that's State, another, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yep, so uh, the documentary is our way of, uh, we always say this in the Q&A at the end of the documentary. This is our, um, this this documentary we, we we put it we wanted this thing to happen the documentary to happen because we knew coming under or or being blessed into the game by somebody as big as Kanye it was going to be a lot of questions like specifically we said we wanted to answer the five W's the who what when where and why right like right. and that's what that documentary was about we was like we got to creatively find a way. To already answer the questions is gonna be we're gonna be bombarded with as to why why us or what did we do to get in this position? When did this happen? Like you know, why y'all? Uh, you know what I'm saying? And this documentary pretty much answers all of the the five W's, you know what I'm saying? And you know Yeah, for sure. I feel like the album itself also answers a lot of those W's, like a listen through and you're like, Oh, that's why. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's good. I'm glad you said that because we, all I can say is the album is honest, man. If it was one word, I would say it's honest. That's an honest, it's a very honest album. Yep. Yeah. 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 It comes through for yeah. sure. I mean, like lyrically, like it's the authenticity, the, I mean, the wordplay, like I love that kind of shit, like double entendre, all those, uh, <laughs> what are they called? Literary devices? Is that? The term? Yeah, yeah. That's exactly yeah, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. It's awesome. Sometimes we get triples in there. Triple, we get the triples too. Sometimes you yeah. turn those doubles into a triple entendre. We got a, we got another the triple entendre. Yeah. <laughs> How many entendres can you have at once? That's the question. That, that's what you guys. That's the question you guys are looking to answer. Clearly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Oh man. Um, Should we listen Jake, to the next track? Another, well, I know you had another question just about the formation of like having. Um, like one of, one of the first groups that we can think of of like having one woman, one man be the front duo. 
So oh, JJ, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's not even like it's it's not You're it hasn't Z1. been another one. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I guess I, I don't know if I exactly had a question, yeah, or like it's kind of just a comment on the fact that that's the case. Like I wasn't sure, but maybe if like I don't know is the question why do you think you guys are the only you know male female configuration out there and like it's so awesome like it works so well why isn't it more yeah. common it you know it, it definitely it definitely Jake it wasn't planned it wasn't planned like this um right we actually when we met and when um old school and another one of our um our Jackson State uh, uh, alumni, um, Humdinger, when they formed, when they formed the Stupot Stairways, like we had, a, it was a conglomerate of all different types of flavors and groups, right? The whole goal was for me to be a solo artist. Like, like old school was grooming me to be a solo artist, which, you know, he was doing. Um, we did a couple of songs together uh, with uh, old school's old rap partner, Aunt Chill. And um, Aunt Chill kind of, like, he was kind of fading away from the music because he was at a different school, but we were getting more and more immersed in it, right? And so when, when Chill heard us together, he was like, you guys sound good together. But not even then did we just, it was just us two. We had another rap partner. And some things happened and he went away. It was like, this was destiny, right? It was nothing wow. that was planned. It was just like different people start falling off. And it always ended up us too. And we ended up doing songs. And then somebody would come and we will do a song. But that person would always disappear. So fast forward to now, like we never left each other's side for whatever reason. And so it was, it was definitely something that wasn't planned. It just way the stars were aligned, and it just ended up this way. Right. And I would wow. say, I would say too that um, I would say the spiritual answer to how we ended up like that. My, I'm gonna have two answers. My spiritual answer is um, that space that we took when we first started and be and dwindled down to just she and I. We realized, hey man, this works, so let's go with it. Like she said. Chill, my old rap partner, suggested that me and her be a group. But even when he suggested it, we still didn't do it yet because we had another partner. So we had a configuration that was more like Diggable Planets or the Fugees. It was two guys and a girl, which is the only right. time in go in the golden era of 90s hip hop that you got that collaboration was with those two. And those were outstanding groups. But right. yeah. we yeah. it dwindled yeah. down for us. We didn't try to be different. We ended up, like she said being together because people would come and go and it was just we realized like man we the mainstay we just gonna make this thing what it is so my spiritual answer is uh 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 the reason that it ended up like this is because a space that we took god left it open for us to come back to it that was that's just wow. my spiritual wow. answer my hip-hop answer would be that um and my hip-hop answer would be that hip-hop is so male dominated and always it's always a male over over a female like you had mm. jay-z that was there for foxy brown biggie that was there for kim rough riders that was there for eve we can just keep going other guys that was there for the girl so instead of being over my goal with ep was to be next to her not over her but next wow. to her wow. so my hip-hop answer is uh hip-hop needed that balance that's why 
early in our careers or early in our recordings, we had songs like equiponderance and people thought, whoa, that's an interesting word. And it just meant, you know, balance or equal distribution of weight. She holding it down for the women and I'm holding it down for the men. That's equiponderance. We balancing this thing out. So for hip hop, it just seemed necessary, you know. Right, and, and now here we are, and it's a, it's a beautiful thing that is never. That's weird. And forty eight hip hop made forty eight a couple of days ago, and it's never been a male female duo in the history of this thing. Yeah, that's crazy. Right. I'm, right. We honor. It you is. Know? It's wild that it still feels like, uh, like cutting edge or like ahead of its time yeah, like for us to to be doing yeah. this. Yeah, and like whatever. Twenty years later, or whatever. It's awesome. And you know what's the best part about us that I would say if I was the pet pat us on the back i would say the best part is it's authentic man it's organic we didn't this is not a marketing plan you know and yeah, what's right. great for us and i'm so happy about this is you can go back 15 or 20 years and say damn they were they were that <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah, the music yeah. is the music is there for you to see that damn, we were, they were dope yeah 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 well, that's, that's awesome. uh, yeah. So I have I have two more quick questions um, to ask before we get into the next track here. The first question is: Are we getting a tour? Oh, oh. look to, from your lips to God's ears. <laughs> no, I mean if the, you know if the put it like this, I would say uh, yes. If it's up to us, yes, you are. We're, okay. we're, we're working on some things now. Yes. All right. Um, All right. But if, if if the spirit said if the spirit says you know you know that that lane is gonna be open for abstract to hit the road, one hundred percent because we are a live show group. That's the cool part about us. Yeah. We are a live show group. We're not a a, 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 a a studio group. We're the group that's all about performance. So yeah. this a tour is definitely like that's that's how we made our bones. Yeah. Here. Yeah. That's how we made our bones. Well, all those, uh, all those like, artists, those right? Those live shows, man. Yeah, all those man. artists in that trailer for your documentary, glowing reviews of like, hey, when I saw Abstract Mindset, that's what got me into rap. Like, that's what got me it's in not a lie, to hip hop in a Chicago, lie. right? And you have people like <laughs> Common on there saying that, like, the, the, like these are like legends, right? So, yo, man, these, these um, people would come to us like Common after the show, put their arm around us and say, yo, man, I love like y'all rock. Because we, yeah. you know how you when you see artists like I'm in, in, in all respect to to all respect to the gods, but like Karis One and all the guys that uh, Dougie Fresh, these guys that don't need nobody next to them, and you right. just you just looking at them and you immersed in what right. they're yeah. how they're pulling you in. Me and EP man, you know somewhere in this love for this thing, we found that, and we would really get to the people man and pull them in, and it it became about our live show. For the entire time we did it, it was all about our performance. Yeah. It's for and for us, we used to always say that like we were so underground, right? There, it was uh, essential for us to reach people, like, and we crafted these live shows for that purpose. And that reciprocity and that back and forth that you get, that you get from the crowd, or, and, and I mean, when it's something that's so powerful. And so moving that it 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 makes us want to do it more. And you could ask him, ask old school in a private room without me watching. <laughs> what does he miss? And you could ask me the same thing. Both of us are gonna say live shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's that's the part. Like getting back in the studio, 
And that was nostalgic for both of us because we were back together as a union, right? Because we weren't, <clears throat> we weren't talking that much in between these times, all those years. We would check in with each other periodically, but we both were doing something opposite, something different, right. something on our own. But immediately, when we were back in the studio, that connection came back. And when we were done with the project, the only thing left to do was to perform these yeah, songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what we've been looking forward to because that's just a natural progression That's the next step. Us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Right. And, yep. and just to share something too um, that I, I've never I've never mentioned uh, in the series of interviews we've been doing. One of the things that's normal for a new project is you normally record a project. As soon as you finish the project, you put the project out. Then you start performing. You start doing shows. Well, for us, we recorded the project, finished. Because people always say, you know, we in, in the interviews we say, um, man, it took us two years to do this album. No, it didn't take us two years to record this album. It took us two years to get this album out because for almost a year, eight or nine months, we was clearing samples. The business of mm. the record was we. It took us eight. We had no idea how long it took to you know. Kanye is a sample heavy producer. That's what makes his his sound you know touch your soul so much because these old yeah, yeah. samples that he's looping is, is is hitting your spirit a different way than these real stiff electronic produced things that's going on so it's the, the music ep loves it's these old records that he's finding and he's looping them and man it took us about eight months almost a whole year just clearing samples just so this record wow. can come to you guys so you know we did everything above board with this album you know right yeah yeah um, yeah took us this long to clear those samples but also COVID was heavy yeah like so we couldn't do anything then anyway so it's like shit was lining up so perfect yeah. because yeah. when we finished we couldn't move around anyway the only thing we could do was business shit right get on the phone <laughs> and you know clear samples and yeah. old school and, and lee majors like man bam 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 trying to get we couldn't do anything and now like the stars like I'm, I'm telling you this 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 project is is a divine project it was meant to be and, yeah, and yeah. i'll speak to what old school said earlier regardless of how it hits we're not it's gonna it's gonna touch the masses like we get an inbox from spain from Argentina, from Australia. Like, Australia went crazy. The album wasn't even out in the States yet. <laughs> Australia was on 100. Like, like wow. and, and it's, touching, it's touching people that it couldn't have, our music couldn't have reached back then because right. the internet wasn't a thing right. like that. A new, a new like, age of consuming like, music, right? Absolutely. It's, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and I'm telling you, the sound... Our sound is being globally accepted to the point where we're almost going to be forced to put out another project. Like, Good. You know, I was actually <laughs> we'll uh, take I was it. speaking with old school <laughs> yesterday. I, I, old school, you remember when we was on the phone and I was telling him, like, the demand now, regardless of what happens with Dreams Still Inspire, the, the, the demand now, we're going to be performing Dreams Still Inspire and we're going to be clearing samples for the next project at the same time. Right. Yeah. Because I, I believe that demand is going to be there. Because you you said that you recorded enough to put out a second. 20, 27 songs, Lee. 
Yeah, yeah. You you've got enough to at least to at least pick from like where you want to pick up with the second project, right? And like what what that's gonna be. Yeah. And here's the crazy part. It's some man. It, we me and EP was just talking about this a few days ago, less than a week ago. Uh, some of the songs that didn't make this album, man, we have some songs that we actually love, and that sounds yeah. funny that we love them and they didn't make it. But by the time we put this little sequence together, it, it felt so good that we kept looking back over at those old ones. I mean, he'd be like, what if we put this with all green? Or what about that? And we said, you know what? We go, we got a, we got a really special, we got enough for another special project that's, you know, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's some cleanup we'll do. It's a few, you know, inflections and word changes and things we'll do. Right. But, right. but it's pretty much recorded. It's actually recorded. Yeah. So, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, man. So it's, it's it's a cool it's a cool place to be in. You know, I, I never I never imagined us being in a space like this. You know, right. Um, right. you know, and and we always wanted our music to touch the masses. And now that it is, you know, it, it feels great. Yeah, and you know what? I say this. The last, I just say this. The one thing that was supposed that I thought was going to be the main conversation, guys. That's not. I thought the age thing was going to be like this whole, like, I thought everybody was going to be like either dogging us or cracking jokes. And <laughs> I don't, but you know what? Un, again, it's a spiritual, this like EP said, this project is ordained by God. It's very, it's a very divine project. It was like, it was meant to be, and it was meant for the people to receive it. Right. Man, that's the last thing they talking about. They talk about the set. They want to know what sample that is. They want to tell us how good it makes them feel. We even got DMs. This uh, uh, one one person told me they can. This is music they can raise their kids to. You know, I was like, <laughs> yeah. wow, like very very flattering. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and, and I'll say this one. I, I, I might I'm, I'm gonna age myself on this one, but I didn't know what AOTY was. I was making calls like they keep on saying our album is AOTY. I was like, what yeah. the hell is that? And well, then uh, it, it took, it? yeah, it took my man DJ Self Born. I'm about to tell you, my man DJ Self Born. I was on the phone with him. He was one of the calls, and he was quiet for a minute. Then he hit me. He was like, "Gee, I got it. You about to trip out?" I was like, "What? What the hell is AOTY?" He was like, "Album of the year." I was like, "Oh!" And and now we constantly get that. Man, thank y'all for this project. This is definitely the AOTY. And I'm like. Yeah. Okay, album yeah. of the year. Okay, yeah, thank you. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you for being yeah. EP. You know what I mean? Thank you. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure, for sure. And you know what? We were so we were so uh, concentrated on the age questions. We were we were already prepared. Like yeah. like we already had. Well, what you gonna say when they ask you? You know, you're 49 years old. You what you gonna say? I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. I mean, we were already prepared. Because we thought that was, we thought that that was gonna be paramount to the art, right? Right. We mm. we didn't think people were gonna like that. Was, of course, they were gonna dig the lyrics. They were gonna dig the music. But we thought that that would be the first thing that people bombard us with. Like, man, y'all, how long? Y'all, what? You know. <laughs> but no, people delving into the art, asking us questions about different songs, and everybody's favorite song keeps changing. And, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? And. Songs that, we, songs that we made for us, like Elevation, and in my reality, just to get it off, are people's favorite songs. Like we're right. like, oh, okay. You I know? can, I can, uh, I can speak on that. Jake and I, you know, before the show, we we play two songs on the first part of uh, the show every week, and uh, we had a 
fucking awful time trying to pick two songs from the album. Oh, yeah. Jake's like, Jake's so like uh, I feel good in Elevation. I was like, but what about my reality? And then we're like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. There's like four or five different songs we have in our chat. We're just like, okay. We And then I just gave it to Jake. I was like, Jake, you got to pick two. All right, I can't be a part of this anymore. All right, you got to pick two, so... Jake, though he put the weight on you, he put the he put yeah, the, exactly. the uh, you know, dumbbells yeah, yeah. in your head. <laughs> yeah. No, hey, it was I, bad I said like I said like this. The EP just piggybacking off of EP. My reality and elevation specifically. Those are such personal songs, like about our lives and like where we trying to take ourselves spiritually as people on elevation and literally where we were and are in my reality. My reality. That was our reality. Right. So it's so dope right. when. It, you guys can say, man, this is my joint because it's yeah. something in there relate to it. And that goes back to the big H and not uh, just honest, man. It's just the honesty and, you know, so honest, man. This is an honest album, you know, and I don't mean that because that's the late, you know, that's my, you know, the label honest management with, you know, Yeezy sound and all that. But right. Right. honest, man, me and EP came from just like the most honest place with this, man. We just shared. We just shared what we, you know, where we are and what we've gone through, you know? Totally, yeah. Well, right. I have, okay, one question, uh, one last one here um, before we get into my reality. And uh, this question could potentially put mine and Jake's careers in the grave. Um, <laughs> but uh, can we expect a Lambo truck podcast featuring Abstract Mind State anytime soon? Or? <laughs> that is free. Remember, remember, I said I, I, I would be mad. I would be mad if I get one of those gifts. Like, <laughs> I told, I told Bree, I wouldn't be mad if I got one of those calls and say, "EP, go downstairs," because as you can see, like I'm, I'm not one of those people that shy away from the jewelry and all that. I buy my own shit, so I, I like the jewelry. I like all of the, the little bottles. I like all of that shit. It, it, it rem it's my armor. It reminds me of the work that I put in because I buy my shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Wow. But yeah, the Lambo Truck Podcast that's actually would be pretty fresh, you know. Um, shout, <laughs> shout out to um, shout, shout out to Luca Luca Sabat who. It's just an amazing story what happened in the limbo because that's literally I know you hear the air the, you hear you hear the movement and everything yeah, and yeah, that's yeah, it yeah, yeah. where we were really in Kanye's Lambo truck um, Kanye driving I'm on the passenger side Luca is sitting behind Kanye and EP behind me and Luca is vibing out because this is at a point where we're doing uh, playbacks for Kanye where he's just trying to hear you know what we've done with the album and. Five songs in, Luca is grooving. And so he finally said, in a break, when the song was going off, maybe going to the sixth song, he said he leaned forward and grabbed a seat and looked at Kanye and said, Who, what is this I'm listening to? And he, Kanye just kind of said, oh, that's them. And he pointed like this because it's me and EP. He was like, that's them. And Luca looked and said, he, he like, his face just straight down. He said, who, them? You know, and, and, you know, and he said it like, not like this can't be them, but more like, God damn, like seriously. And, and uh and so uh I uh at that moment uh Jay was like talking about ideas and he because all of our records had skits, because at that point EP had told him to listen to volume two, and we got all these I mean not volume two, um Steel Pan, and we got all these skits on Steel Pan. So Kanye says right in the moment, hey, you know we gotta bring the skits back for this album too. And so Luca says, oh, that's funny, because me and my man, that's what we do. And Kanye was like, what you mean? 
he was like, you know, we do skits like, you know, outside of this acting thing, me and my guy, we literally, we, we make skits. And Kanye said, let me hear one. Let me hear you do one right now, like for them right now. And then he looks at me and said, record it. And I hit my phone and he just came up with that piece y'all heard for the Lambo Truck Podcast right in the moment. Wow. And we all in there laughing. He did about six of them, but I messed up and can say we was having so much fun. I didn't record about four of them. <laughs> then he did that other one, and I hit record again, and that's when he did the Yeezy sound thing. So yeah, we yeah, had yeah. those two. And, and what happened was we were going to get him back in the studio to recreate that moment. But, man, when we played it back on the phone, it just had this feeling. I said, no, we, we just going to keep it just like real, just like how he did it. And we'll let the engineer kind of make sure, you know, we clean it up and the sound is cutting through really good. But it was already very, very clear. The I can honestly say the the microphone on the on the on the Android or whatever is it's really clear. So what you heard is real. Once again, it's, it's real. It's, it's real. It wasn't even our skits wasn't Dion Cole, too. These are real. This is real stuff. Like we didn't, you know, it's nothing was scripted, man. It's crazy. Yeah. That's hilarious. That's um, well, I guess with that, then why don't we jump into the next song here? Um, so this is my reality, again from Dreams Still Inspire. Let's enjoy it. My state. to bring it back but i'm glad that it is despite the fact that i'm commuting i still handle the biz and i still handle the kids who got the nursery rhymes and they ain't changing careers i'm only furthering mine back and forth to the crib my nine to five to the booth then i was at my father's side when he went to his truth two days after in the air on my way to la tiny voice in my head i'm calling her michelle a said that fear over faith ain't ever served you before so unwrap the gift when yay bring the present to your door put the pedal to the floor to resurrect your passion written and recorded my second trip to jackson one day later wheels up back to slacks and spreadsheets two weeks later back in l.a where music has led me Calabasas, got about that Nissan Used to spend more than I save up The checks is looking good, yo I'm blessed and above average But working to secure more I'm done playing catch up From bills accumulated Zeroed out my debt I promise I'm elated I made it off that futon Got myself a townhouse This music life is crazy Got me spending like a roundhouse By day I play with millionaires Breakfast often chef prepared Fresh grape smoothies My life picked up so now I'm here I'm feeling Superman But really I'm just Clark Kent Looking at my bank account Thank God that I can pay rent The stacks is looking lovely No longer temporary From private jets to privately I sweat somehow it varies I'm blessed in my position No complaints but it's some strange twists This is the juxtaposition Of a man trying to maintain this Lifestyle It's my reality God's plan This is Southside God's plan This is proven fact
boy, when y'all heard some real scratching, boy? <laughs> it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Yeah. DJ, DJ self-born, man. He killed. You know what's dope about this project, too? Like, you know, I, I get, I, my, my, just to tell you guys, uh, Jake Lee, my favorite part is to listen to EP. It's fun being a group because you get to listen to the other people. I get to listen right, to right, EP right. and then I get to listen to Self Born, DJ Self Born, just kill these cuts. And one of the things that's dope and just show you the synergy and how everything works around us, man, we didn't we didn't tell Self Born what to scratch. We just told him like make make it make it a sentence like in a premiere style. You know how premiere makes a sentence yeah, out of the scratches. Yeah, yeah. We was like, give us a we literally said give us a premiere type of scratch where it makes a sentence. And he it was up to him. We let the DJ be as, as creative as we were when we were writing. We let him write his part. So, you know, we, but, you know, but but we did tell him to um try to keep it within the family so it wouldn't be so hard to clear it. You know what I mean? So he did find records that was close to the circle. You know, that's why if you notice, you'll hear scratching common and like people that you that that you know as a part of the circle because we were trying to get if we got to get to them, we know we can. You know, right? So. Right. Right. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, I did want to ask too because you said you guys mentioned that this uh, track was a, maybe a little bit more personal, um, and there were some lyrics on this song that kind of stood out. Um, and you say something, uh, Gree, and it's like such a tongue twister. I can't even <laughs> recite it. Um, it, but I wrote it down. It's. I think it's, I'm blessed in my position, no complaints, but there's some strange twists. This is the juxtaposition of a man trying to maintain this lifestyle. Right. And that just like, get that just gets me. I get like tingles. Right. And then when I say lifestyle, I say it's my reality. Like, so what I'm, like, go ahead, go ahead, talk to me, go ahead. I just, I just can't believe that you can fit it into those bars, like all of those <laughs> syllables. That's incredible. Yeah, and that's the, that's the whole thing. Like being an MC versus just being a rapper. An MC actually finds a way. Let's be honest, guys. Who and who uses juxtaposition in a rap? Like you know what I mean. So, and, you know what I mean. And it's so so the yeah, MC yeah, yeah, and me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fun. One, you know, I remember early early rap days for me. The goal was always to find words that's rarely used. That's the MC thing. And and then there's the thing of trying to make make words fit. Like you know what I mean? Because now mind right. you, I wrote right. it. But it did take a couple of takes for me to get juxtaposition to fall where I wanted it to fall. You know what I'm saying? And it was actually fun doing that. And um, and that's why I said this is the juxtaposition of a man trying to maintain his lifestyle. It's my reality. And that was just like, that was the way I ended it. Like telling you like, hey man, I'm going through this back and forth thing. But that's just my reality, you know, because I, I, I'm the one that's next to Kanye. So even breaking that rhyme down, when you hear me say, um, from private jets to privately, I sweat sometimes it varies. So when I'm with Ye, I'm living this this millionaire lifestyle, you know, eating fresh fresh grape smoothies pre- prepared by a chef, you know, and, and riding private jets. But then I go back to the real world and I'm sweating, wondering am I going to be able to pull something off in my life? And I, You know what I mean? It's just that juxtaposition of... Of, of, of having a, a billionaire homie and then still having my own just regular life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, this brings us to 
you know, one of one of the things that we like to do on the show when we have a guest, and it's uh, called the Spicy Staple. Now, for the Spicy Staple, you know, we're a low budget podcast. We don't have, uh, you know, the type of uh, I don't know billionaire friends that others may. So uh, we're we're gotta make you know our own kind of intro music. So I would love if you guys could uh, join in with this. It's all done acapella. Okay. Um, and uh, we'll start it off with the spicy, spicy staple, spicy, spicy staple, spicy, spicy staple. It's a spicy, spicy staple. It's a spicy, spicy. It's a spicy, spicy, spicy staple. It's a spicy, spicy staple. And a spicy, spicy, spicy staple. Spicy, spicy staple. You on mute, EP. You on mute. You are Welcome me. to the Spicy Staple featuring Abstract Mind State. We're chilling with service <laughs> time. Let's go. Y'all hear some good music, some good hip-hop right now. Yeah. Thank you well, guys for having us. We've loved it. Let's keep it moving. Like, you know, it's, it's, well, it was Serving Sonic, formerly Serving Sonic, now the Lambo Truck Podcast. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, uh, but you guys brought a spicy stable for us, and the spicy stable that you got was De La Souls, Three Feet High and Rising, and you guys wanted to play Potholes in My Lawn. Can you guys just give us, you know, a couple sentences each on, like, why this album's so important to you guys, like, what it means to you, oh and, and why you chose this song in particular to play? So, so for me, um, potholes in my lawn. That entire three feet, three feet high and rising album for me symbolized a freedom in hip hop. Like Daylight started doing something totally different, and they did it so well. Like, like still now today, nobody sounds like Daylight. Nobody, the production, everything is their own, and it was dope and different. And it, for me, it gave me the freedom to kind of write all over the place. That's 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 what it did for me. Daylight definitely symbolized a very, very unique, creative change in the art form, you know. Um, everybody that knows me know this. This is my favorite sentence in the world to say, De La Soul is my favorite group in hip hop. Like EP knows that. That's that's a question. If you know, if you know me as old school likes Gree and you say, Man, what's Gree favorite? It's De La Soul. It's always been De La Soul. So, and you know, shout out to them for finally getting their masters and everything back too. That just happened. Yeah. So, oh, you, yep. you know, me and EP right. celebrated right. that like it was us, you know what I'm saying? And then another thing about Daylight, it always remind, they remind me of us because it's two MCs and a DJ. That's what we have. It's two MCs and a DJ, you know, and, uh, and they're unafraid to kind of get complicated and interesting and creative lyrically. EP and I are unafraid of that. And Daylight always seemed to have been themselves, even in the time when it may not have been cool and they may have been called like Bohemians or, you know, you know, all this different stuff. Right. They was unafraid to be themselves. And that's always also been me and EP. So Daylight, I guess, is like for me, just a, a blueprint of, of what it is to just be yourself in hip hop. Totally. Yeah. There was a publication. Uh, I can't remember what it was now, but uh, when Three Feet High came out, they said it was the future of hip hop. Um, obviously came out 89. So right. I think yep. with that album by itself, they definitely were right. Uh, no one sounded <laughs> like that, right? In yeah. 89. Um, but talking about, I mean, you brought up some other like native tongues artists too, right? You brought up the Fugees, you brought up, um, you brought up another one too that I forget. Oh, um, Diggable Planets. 
And, and, uh, that whole like connection between these like superstar groups that really like put hip hop on the path to where it is now. Right. Um, what, what role do you think Dayla played in that? I mean, like they're one of the longest standing groups in, in native tongues, right? It's like them and jungle brothers. Right. Or like, yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, so, out, first of all, shout out to like Prince Paul for right. um, going to a place production wise that hadn't happened and actually still hasn't happened. <laughs> mm. Yo, your mic is off, EP. Um, that still hasn't happened. You know what I'm saying? Like the things that Prince Paul did on Three Feet High and Rising, we we can listen to it today and still find something and say, whoa, like. Like, what was he on? Like, specifically, potholes in my life. What is that? I was asking EP, what is that instrument that thong, 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 that thing? It's a, it's a, they put it in their mouth and they kind of pluck on it. What would make a producer put that in a, in a track? But Prince <laughs> Paul did it, and, and look at what it became. It became potholes in my line, one of the most classic, original, unique hip hop songs of our, of, you know, throughout the 48 years of hip hop. You know what I mean? So. Uh, yeah, man. I, you know, I, I can't say enough about daylight. Like we could talk yeah. about daylight to the to, to you know you all shut the podcast down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. and uh, I I guess I'll just say like obviously we're a Canadian podcast. We like to highlight Canadian music when we can, and you know we've got a crate digger like going back to what we're talking about who's starting to make waves not necessarily in like maybe the more like classic sense of hip hop, but Katrinata. Is that is that uh, crate digger that's really starting to make waves here in Canada? Obviously, all over the world, but like is is becoming like a super producer. Um, and one of the things that I love about Katrinata is he has a set with Boiler Room, the famous Boiler Room sets that uh, get thrown out on YouTube and all that. And his set that he did in Montreal, he has uh, a song off of Three Feet High that he somehow mixes into a bunch of house music. And it's oh, just exactly crazy. what you're saying, though. Like, like Daylock came out with like this danceable, like new type of sound, right? That like, yes, at the time, you know, it came out the same year as like Public Enemy. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> right, it's, right. Like, like, you know what I mean? It's it, but sonically is so so different. Um, and yeah, I, yeah, couldn't, I couldn't agree more that they uh, they really did like create a whole new you know stream of artists um, that. Uh, that, yeah, and they continue to do so, right? And as you said, they yeah. got their masters back. That's huge. They own their catalog now. Like that's we're, we're finally trailblazing. Their records on streaming services now. Exactly. You know yeah, 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 yeah. And they're trailblazing, right? Like they own their shit, which is uh, that's something that Kanye has talked on too. Uh, I know yeah. about really wanting to like promote that and be a trailblazer for that, and to see them do that is um, is incredible. So, um, well, any other last words that you want to say on Dayla before we get to potholes? I mean, shout shout out to the shout out to the to the legends. That's you know. That's it. That's it. Bam, 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 bam. Oh my God! Not again. Potholes in my lawn. <laughs> there you go. Let's get to it. Potholes in my lawn. De La Soul. Yo, something's wrong here. No, not again. Get the daisies for the potholes in my lawn. Everybody's saying 
what to do when sucker lunatics start digging and chewing They don't know that the soul don't go for that potholes in my lawn And that goes for my rhyme sheet, which I concentrated so hard on See, I don't ask for maximum security, but my dwelling is swelling It lit my butt when I happened to fall into a spot Where no ink or an ink rot was on the scroll I just wrote me a new mode, but now it's gone Cause those suckers knew that I hate to recognize that every time I'm writing it's gone To leave my garden untended cause eyes Has now pardoned on laws of privacy Even paws are after my writer's seat I perceive that everyone's saying What to do when suckers are praying Upon my well-guarded spreadsheets Oh why hell does it send up fleets Of evil doers through the big hole They get to evil doers who dig holes Which leaves my lawn with lawn shoe I think I better plant traces to give clues Or better yet call 911 And when they get here I inform them I'm the plug one Of the plug cheer and let them realize the reason For concern of the soul Cause we've come down with a case of potholes Method. What to do when you dive the death that I predict and plug tuning? It's a shame when you deny to claim that you stole my words of fame that I wrote in my rhyme sheet, which I concentrated so hard on. See, I don't ask for a bob wide fence beat. My dwelling is swelling, it lit my butt when I happened to fall into a spot where no ink or an ink blot was on a scroll. I just wrote me a new mode, but now it's gone. Cause those suckers do that, I hate to recognize that every time I'm writing, it's gone. Potholes in my lawn. Now, yeah. He's a man. Like who? Who says? Who says the same verse twice on one? That's song? different for sure. Like, like man, shout out to Daylight Man, my God. I also, I, I, I looked it up, and that little twang noise is yeah. it's got a the it's called a Jew's harp, which a is Jews kind of a weird harp. name, but it's okay. But it's also called a jaw harp or a gugu. Put it in your mouth and you pluck on it. 
you know, we wasted time and thought it meant nothing to the world and we did all of this work and nobody really got to hear it on a major level. This blessing now, today, currently, allows everybody to hear what we did then now. So in actuality, they do get to hear everything we did. Right. So it's pretty right. cool. And, and we actually, you know, we put together a cool piece of work that's making them want to go back and hear the old stuff. That's another uh, common common thread in the DMs is, oh, man, this is so good. It made me go back and check out y'all catalog. Man, I really love. And they start going into what they love from our old stuff. Right. So it's pretty right. cool, man. This is this is just a cool position to be in, you know, to really put some music out there right now at a time that some some good food, because we, we always call our music food to feature. Some good food is out here to feature mine, and we, we're, you know, one of the few that's a part of that uh, culture that's giving y'all that good that good hip hop, I guess you could say. Right. And and it's refreshing. It's it's uh because everything has gotten monotonous. So like it's refreshing. It takes you away from I mean, You can go back and listen to the other stuff, but we're giving you a new, you know a new bounce. That's what we call it. It's a new bounce. New bounce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's For awesome. Sure. Yeah, and you can and find so you those gotta, old. Sir, you can you find go. those old albums on Bandcamp, right? You guys have them out. The old ones, everything. Yeah. The whole discography, awesome. everything we ever did. Perfect. Yeah. Yep. From demo to to our first recording to on. Yeah. But what was you going to say, um, Jake? Oh, uh, just that you guys have to come to to Canada. Oh, your, please. Your yes. Incoming tour. Incoming tour. One hundred percent. Please, we want to. <laughs> we want to. Yeah, you guys like MCing out there. Like Canada has been known for MCs. You guys appreciate real art, the artful side of hip hop, and real MCing. So EP and I definitely got to hit Canada. Yeah, well, we definitely not scared to stay over there about a week and do about five shows. Yeah, we not scared at all. <laughs> and when you when you guys when you guys are here, we'll officially launch the Lambo Truck Podcast, right? Boom! <laughs> there it is. Right. It, yeah. You guys it, need some producers, or what's the uh, deal? Huh? You heard it first <laughs> on, on Service Sonic. <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's awesome. Well, I think it's time. I think it's time for our final segment. This is the segment where two hosts go head to head and show down with a hot new track, uh, and you, the listeners, you out there in uh, in the wider world, get to determine which host will come out victorious. And I will Jake, let... Jake, what's your plan? What you got, Jake? Oh, okay, I'll go first. I'll, I'll go <laughs> yeah, first. You, I've, you got two, now, yeah. I've got two MCs from the Heisler First Nation out in BC, coming at you from Vancouver. Oh, in Columbia. Okay. okay. That's right, yeah. It's Snotty Nose Res Kids with their single Uncle Rico. Let's go. Let's go. Your 30 seconds right there. That's all you get. 30 seconds. Leaves you wanting more. Say it again, EP. We couldn't get you there. 
No, no, I get a full minute. I control the media board, so it's up to me, right? <laughs> right. This next one is also a rap duo. They're from Germany. I don't understand what they're saying at all in this song, but uh, it's hot either way. It's uh, R.A.P.K. This song is Boyne Voyage. They had a uh, album come out just in June, June 4th, called GPS. Um, they recently did a, a color show on YouTube. I suggest you check it out. It's extremely dope, but this song is called Bon Voyage. Let's get into it. Noch einmal, und dann ist Schluss. Einmal noch bezahlen, dann mach ich Schluss. Das und nicht die Bahn. Ich muss jetzt, salut, bon voyage. Ich hab ein Ticket und ich fahr. Nur noch einmal, und dann ist Schluss. Einmal noch bezahlen, dann mach ich Schluss. Das und nicht die Bahn. Ich muss jetzt, salut, bon voyage. All right, that's way more than 30 seconds. I yeah, broke all the, the rules. Look, well, you, I mean, you had mostly beat though, so you had about you had about thirty seconds of lyrics. It was mostly yeah, beat. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Gree. I appreciate I that. It's about that. time someone was talking <laughs> some sense on this goddamn show, huh? So, so look, listeners. As always, you have a chance to vote and be a part of this process. Where can they go vote, Jake? They can go vote on Twitter, on Instagram. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Those are the polling stations. Um, for Instagram, uh, first 24 hours when the uh, show is released, you can go vote on the poll that we have on our story. And then for Twitter, it's up there until the next week's episode. So go out and support. By the way, Jake, last week, our other, our other normal host who's on, Hunter, is unable to be here today, unfortunately. But uh, he actually won out in last week's Combat Rock. So you're no longer the reigning champion of Combat Rock. Thank goodness, because he's insufferable, guys, when he's, when he's the winner of Combat Rock. It's worst case. It's <laughs> worst case. When, oh, yeah. You think I'm worst case? Yes. Okay, let's not talk about it. Let's not talk about it. Hey, not, we're yeah. embarrassing ourselves in well, front of our well, friends. Lee, Lee, by me, he might be the winner of Combat oh, Rock. Oh, no, I can't hear that. I can't hear that. <laughs> EP, you know how hard it was to try and pick a song for two actual rappers already, and you're going to say that to me? <laughs> you got to keep your opinions to yourself on that one, man. That it hurts. is what it is. That we heard it straight from the Hellcat's oh my mouth. God. I'm never going to recover. I'm never going to recover. What am I supposed to do with that? Nor should you. Oh, Nor my should God. You. I think it has a lot to do with, with the, the first kid. Being, I can actually hear what he was saying. <laughs> like, I think that I think that has a lot to do. Hey, with well, it. we like, found out. We found out a couple weeks ago. We have one German listener. That was for him. Okay. <laughs> yeah, All right, yeah, PK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is for you. He's All under right? One German He's listener. Under I'm. Yeah, I'm really spreading a wide net here. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you take it away, Jake. I think we've taken up enough of your guys' time. Um, I want to give a huge shout-out 
to Abstract Mind Safe for coming on the show. It has been Absolutely. an absolute Thanks joy and honor. If you guys have any last words that you want to say before we end the episode, um, the floor is yours. Um, download, stream, dream, steal, inspire. Uh, uh, inbox us, hit us on Instagram, hit us on uh, 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 what is it? Twitter, hit us on, on Facebook. Wherever, man, we're there, you know, at Abstract Mind State, you know. We actually respond. Yeah. We're living it's examples. True. Uh, it's true. Uh, hi, fellas. Hi, can y'all vouch for? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> man, we appreciate it. Thank you, though. Um, You know, shout out to, uh, you know, you guys. Shout out to all of Canada for the love. You know, shout out to you two specifically, Servant Sonic. And, uh, man, like I say, dream still inspired. Yeah. Thank y'all for appreciating the art, man. Thank y'all. Thanks for making for it. Sure. It's uh, it's been an awesome album to to just digest the last uh, yeah. last bit of the month, right? Yeah. Um, and I, I'm yeah. not going to put any pressure on you guys before we end it here, but um, you you don't mind if we name this podcast the official release date of Donda, right? Like it just to get more views, right? <laughs> to get more listens. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you don't mind, right? <laughs> All right. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, man, but thank you all. Thank you all so much. Appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank well, you. Um, we're, uh, we're closing this episode with last week's Combat Rock winner. This is Violet by Viles. Thank you so much, guys. Um, hopefully we get to chat with you again soon, and we'll see you in Canada soon, hopefully. Yes, yes. yes. Peace. Right. Take care, guys. Peace.